Hey everyone, and welcome to the Darkcast. This is DCI number 77, and I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk to Jeff Metter, who is the CEO and lead game designer at So Much Drama Studios. Uh, and they just released uh, a new iOS game, uh, which is based on Mean Girls. It is a tower defense game that seems absolutely absurd in the best way possible. But uh, I'm going to let Jeff tell you all about that. For more information about Mean Girls or Dark Station, head on over to darkstation.com. There you can find other interviews, uh, reviews, features, all that kind of good stuff. You can follow us on Twitter to see when that stuff goes live, and you can subscribe to the podcast. We would love to know what you think, so drop us a review on iTunes, and you can always send us an email at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. so much for joining us on the dark cast tonight how are you doing i'm doing great thank you guys so much for having me yeah absolutely we we always love new faces <laughs> <laughs> i guess you know voices being this is a podcast but it, anyway to, you can bog works. this down with details <laughs> <laughs> well uh tonight we're here to to talk about mean girls uh for ios uh but before we get into that if you could tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at So Much Drama Studios. Sure. So I am am the owner of the company, first of all. And also the, yeah. And also I'm the head game designer. So I really work with uh, different companies to help them come up with the concept of how how we're going to take a certain IP and put it into a game format. So, Mm. you know, in this instance, we worked with Paramount to figure out, you know, if Mean Girls were to become a game, what would that game look like and how would people play it? So I've come up with all of the mechanics and how uh, how the users are going to interact with it and how the IP is going to interact with it and all sorts of good stuff like that. Um, I also manage the technical team as well um, and lead them through all of the technical doodads and hoo-hahs that we go through over here. I, I like that very specific technical jargon there. It, uh, it, it doodads is. and hoo-hahs. That's, that's exactly. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for, for any of our listeners, are, are there any other games uh, before Mean Girls that they might know your work from? Any? Uh, we've also done the app for RuPaul's Drag Race, okay. an app called Dragopolis. Uh, it is a real thing it's fantastic it is truly truly amazing let me tell you uh working with drag queens is quite a treat um (laughs) and uh that's been out for about a year and a half now we've gone through uh we just launched a major revision to that with where he took you know seven new drag queens and threw a bunch of glitter at them and this is what we got Um, it's absolutely the best way to do things Exactly. And, you know, the the fun thing about that game was, all, you know, you're sitting there designing it going, gosh, can we really do something like that? With Dragopolis, the answer is always, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we, in fact, we can probably do it twice. Absolutely. My son is three, and his, his the coda that he lives by so far is you're either fabulous or you're dead. 
So this is, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, have, I, I have a is, feeling it applies to that game as well. That I, is, I, he, will he will go far. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. That should actually, if you do um, Dragopolis 3, that should be the tagline. It will uh, be. That... <laughs> it will show up somehow, believe me. Good to know. Good to know. Um, all right. Well, uh, so so much drama. Studios obviously made several different games before. Uh, where are you guys actually located? We're located. Our uh, main office is in San Rafael, uh, which is just north of the Golden Gate Bridge uh, okay. here in California. Um, but we are uh, spread out all over the country. We've got folks who are in Chicago and folks that are in Oregon and folks that are in New Orleans. So. Most of us are here in San Francisco, but we work virtually, so we're we're able to pick up some really good talent where we find it, even if they're not geographically co- close to us. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Uh, now, how many of you are there? There are seven of us here. Okay, is that just there in California, or is that... That's, that's their total. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, picking up everybody from around the country, you've got seven of us grand total. Awesome. So, we're, we're a pretty small group, but we like that it let's us stay really agile. We get to work with each other really closely as well. Um, And we don't get bogged down in a lot of weird office politics either. Yeah. that. uh, Well, I mean, obviously when uh, you get to be both the uh, CEO and the the lead game designer, that's, (laughs) you don't have room for a lot of politics. You get to uh, make decisions very quickly. I imagine that I try to. (laughs) (laughs) So much drama part of the studios applies more to the name than the actual studio. <laughs> uh yes Dra- drama in what you play not in in how it's made hopefully that's right um, that's what i like to think of yes we, <laughs> we are the ones who create the drama but we don't experience it necessarily ourselves that's that is that's a good policy that's uh, yeah. i think that's up there with you you're either fabulous or you're dead that's right uh, no I doubt those those should go hand in hand um now how long have you guys actually been making games uh, with the studio, we've been making them for about three years now. Um, but myself, I've been making them since I was eight years old, and I could pro- program on a Commodore 64. Nice. Yeah. Let me tell you, there is nothing more exciting to an eight-year-old than building your own slot machine <laughs> and then figuring out that you can change it so you always win a lot of money. <laughs> That was my first game that I created. I was like, oh, but wait a minute. If I make this win also, I could also say that it wins $100 or $1,000. I was so rich when I was eight years old um, until the power went out or something like that. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, so that's where I got my start is uh, is learning with that. So I've been making games for quite some time. Um yeah, it's it's a it's a fun fun uh, field to be in. Awesome. Now, uh, where were you before so much drama? Well, before so much drama, I actually took a little detour through um, some consulting gigs, um, more in the business space. But prior to that, I worked a lot with uh, some poker simulators and gambling simulators, kind of keeping with that whole slot machine theme from when I was eight, I guess. Um, but I worked uh, a lot with creating artificial intelligence for poker betting so that people could learn to play poker against other computer opponents or against computer opponents uh, rather than against other people. Hmm. Um, Prior to that, I had done some games, uh, done a lot of online games um, back when Shockwave was a big thing. 
Um, so did some of the first Shockwave games that were out there um, a while ago. Actually teamed up with Bumblebee Tuna. Um, they decided early in the whole uh, web phenomenon that they wanted to have a really good web presence and a really strong presence for kids. So I stepped in and started uh, designing some games for them. Uh, came up with you know wonderful titles like Whale Man and uh, Salmon's Run, etc. But mm-hmm. all sorts of fishing themed games that people could play there. Awesome. Yeah, it was that was really a lot of fun. Yeah, you know I I haven't really thought about Shockwave in a while. I always install it on my computer, but I don't know if I've ever actually used it. <laughs> but it, but just in case, just in just case, in case you got it. Absolutely. Important question. Were they <laughs> right. all dolphins safe? Exactly. Well, yeah. All dolphins had to be safe in the games that, uh, that I created, but I did Excellent. go in and pitch somewhere they may have may have met with an untimely demise, and those were those were not met with a lot of snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So so what uh kind of drew you into the uh the mobile space from you know the, the more I guess poker simulations and the uh the online space what what kind of drew you to to mobile? I liked how it, I liked how accessible it was hmm. um, from two aspects it's really accessible from a player standpoint because so many people will play games with their mobile device um, but it's also really accessible from a developer standpoint where getting the tools to access something like that are those tools are readily available and you can you can get them and you can learn them and you can ramp up on them very quickly as opposed to something like developing for console where that gets to be problematic just with being able to develop for console and getting the licensing arrangements and getting the partnership agreements in place sure sure uh, that being said we actually are now starting to look at uh possibly working on some console games okay which, which will be great fun yeah absolutely and with the the changes that have been made, especially in the, the past year, year and a half, as far as trying to make that more accessible to uh, smaller developers is a, a really good thing. And yeah, it's we've something that they've been missing out on for a while. We've been talking with the big three, uh, with Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft, and it made some really good uh, progress there in you know, getting on board, et cetera. And they've been, they've been very, very helpful. Fantastic. That's good to hear. That's always, always good to hear. Yeah. So, uh, but but we're here to talk about Mean Girls for yes. uh, for iOS. So okay, so so first meeting, you walk in. How long until somebody says Mean Girls, and how long until your reaction was, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so uh, in the very first meeting, that uh, Paramount was the one who first brought it up, and my first reaction was. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite movie. And you know, you've got to create this look of calm, but you know, at the same time, I'm really, really excited about it. So um, I may have I may have gushed just a little bit there, okay. uh, but I was I was very excited that that was a prospect. Um, but you know, when we first started talking with Paramount, um, they had seen the work that we'd done with RuPaul's Drag Race and really liked it, and so we started some conversations with them, and. Um, you know, their first thing was, you know, here's a list of movies that we think are really good for the game space right now. And they're, you know, movies that we've done in the past that are really popular. We've got really strong fan followings for them. Take a look. And they had maybe 12 or 15 to choose from. Um, I could go off that list if I wanted to, 
but you know the ones that they had on that list were great. Mm -hmm. So I honed right in on Mean Girls there and said, well, let's see what we can do with this. Um, and they were very, very receptive to what I had to say. Very cool. So, so I, I assume you've already got kind of a relationship with Paramount, so they weren't like, I guess, um, offering up for some studio to make a Mean Girls game. They they were already working with you to make a game, and they had the multiple properties that they wanted you to work with, and you kind of got well, to we, pick and choose. Yeah, not not quite exactly. Okay. We were we were talking with them a little bit, but there wasn't any firm contract in place. Gotcha. Um, but you know, we liked what Paramount was offering. Paramount liked what we were offering, so we wanted to find a way to work together. But in order for us to do that, we had to find the right fit. Gotcha. And it ended up that Mean Girls was a really really strong fit for us because we were all fans of the movie um, and we came up with what we think and what Paramount thinks and what everyone else seems to be thinking right now is a really strong concept for how we can make a game based on that particular storyline and the events that happen in that movie. How can we bring them forward a little bit and make a game out of that? But we had to go through a lot of discussion with them as far as what we intended to do with, with the title Mean Girls before we got into any sort of contractual arrangement. Okay. Gotcha. So so what is Mean Girls, then? Mean Girls is a Tiara Defense mobile game, and it plays very much like a tower defense game, but in this one you were defending the Spring Fling Tiara. Now, if you remember from the movie, at the end of the film, Katie, the Lindsay Lohan character, breaks up the Spring Fling Tiara, and basically at that point dissolves the plastics. There's a new group of plastics that has come into uh, North Shore High School. Is this the they, same group that she imagined get hit with the bus at the end, or is this kind of like different? It's kind of different. Okay. Um, but it's, it's a different group of plastics that's coming into North Shore High, and they want to put that tiara back together. And if they can collect all of the fragments, they'll be successful, and they'll be able to assert themselves as Queen Bee of North Shore High School. And so Katie rallies all of her friends and all of the cliques from the cafeteria to go forward and stop these plastics from uh, getting at that tiara. But uh, you know, if you're talking about gameplay, it plays very much like a tower defense game. And we've got a couple of different game modes in there and a couple of different game styles in there. Um, so we've you know, created easy, medium, and hard modes but we've also created some unique game game modes in there, such as The Limit Does Not Exist, You Can't Sit With Us, She Doesn't Even Go Here, and Social Suicide, which are all great quotes from the movie. <laughs> we've also got a couple of different mechanics in there. So there are some levels where the plastics will follow a path to the tiara, and it's very straightforward. There are other levels in there where that path is always changing, and you've got the ability to move that path based on where you position your clicks on the field okay so the clicks are good the, the clicks essentially are going to be your towers in this right if you wanted to do kind of an, an apples to apples comparison there then your tiara is your home base the mm -hmm. clicks are all of your different towers and you're going to get one character from the movie that you can use as some sort of hero character or avatar in there that's going to give you additional power-ups as you play through need okay all right and the plastics are the bad bad people they're the bad <laughs> 
I like how it's set up like a uh, a fantasy novel or something where they're trying to you know collect shards of some kind of crystal or something to <laughs> to reign supreme, but it's it's a tiara. <laughs> I wonder what would really happen if they were to put that back together. I mean, we certainly visualize it for you in the game if right. you if you happen to fail. But you know, j- just the very concept of that is a little bit bizarre. But you know, <laughs> oh no, but it's it's, it's perfect. It's in a very cartoony style, so you can do. You've got a little bit more liberty to do something sure. that's a little bit more outside the realm of what's real. Right. Well, I mean, when you take uh, you know a movie like Mean Girls. And you make it a tower defense game. It you have to be a little absurd with the story. Like you, you just can't help it. That's. <laughs> I think if you made any sort of game with this, it would have to sure. be just a little bit absurd. Um, but but what's great is that it sounds like something that teenagers would argue about. <laughs> like that. Like if we could only get our hands on those pieces, we could rule this school. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I might have said something like that in high school. <laughs> I'm not copping anything. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really a, it's a lot of fun um, with with how we've pulled everything in together. So you know, making it in this tower defense genre was, I think, really a good a good find for us and, and a way for us to make things really fit within that story element. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when at what point did you kind of decide for it to be you know a, a tiara defense game versus really any other type of game? Well, first I will play any tower defense game you put in front of me. It is one of my favorite types of games to play. That being said, it was an idea that I admis- initially dismissed from the from what we were talking about because you know there's a list of games game types that you can go through and just do kind of a quick ch- checklist to kind of just stick your toe in the water and say, does something like that fit? You know, does an endless runner fit for Mean Girls? No, that doesn't really fit. Um, <laughs> does a tower defense fit? No, tower defense doesn't really seem seem right. So we kind of dismissed that. But one of the things that we did in creating the concept for this game is we went through and we really broke down what are the what are our favorite elements from the movie? And, you know, certainly there are heaps and heaps of great lines from the movie. There, the characters in there are wonderful. But one of the things that we kept coming back to was that wonderful introduction that you got from Janice as to what, what's happening at North Shore High School. You know, where she draws out this map for Katie of the cafeteria and says, here's where everyone sits and here's why it's important to know who's who in here. And we kept getting drawn back to that. And we wanted to find something that that not only used the characters in the movie, but also used those clicks. Mm, that dynamic. That, exactly. And it, and it's, it's, I can see how that's great, especially for a game where you have like kind of certain divisions where, okay, these people have a specific job, and that makes sense because it fits within like that click paradigm. Exactly. Almost like a and, class or something. Yeah, but it's yeah, a click, Jonathan. Right, I know. But, I'm, I'm, but, but very much so, yes. <laughs> but we but we find that if you know if we start to approach things that way, it helps us stay true to the story of of Mean Girls and helps us make sure that what we're doing really reflects the the mentality and the the feeling that people get when they watch that movie. Mm-hmm. So we we wanted to make sure that there was something that seemed more or less seamless in there as far as a transition from the movie to a gameplay, and we felt that those clicks really gave us that strong bridge between the two. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What, what so kind of defensive powers do the clicks have? They've got all sorts of stuff. So you've got punks in there that are going to smash people with guitars. You've got the preps who, of course, take off their shoes and throw them, just like uh, Jason <laughs> did in the movie. Um, you've got uh, you've got some tomboys in there that are going to swirl their keys around. You've got uh, JV jocks. We're going to throw all sorts of baseballs and, and basketballs. The varsity jocks. You've got cheerleaders. Uh, the crunchies are some of my favorites th- who just kind of have this flowery explosion over everyone. Um, the goths are also some really good ones that I like um, who have these really dark colored roses and throw them at, at the plastics. <laughs> so we've got 19 different clicks in there. Whoa. Yeah, so there's a lot to choose from. And do they do like uh, as per like kind of a standard tower defense model? Do they like you, can you upgrade them during a uh, during a level? Absolutely. Um, so you can. Everyone starts out as a freshman, and you can recruit them um, to become upperclassmen as well. So, oh. So you can take a cheerleader, for example, through freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years there. And every time you upgrade that cheerleader. Her outfit's going, going to change. And, of course, she's going to get a lot stronger. She may be able to hit farther, etc. cetera. Um, so it's definitely worth the investment to get the upperclassmen there. But, you know, we, we wanted to put a lot of different uh, fashion options in there as well. So we made sure that everyone – it's not – they didn't just get a new hat or something like that. We made sure that everyone got a full, full outfit change for the different levels. And that's across the board? That's across the board. Oh, man. Okay. I, so, I I would really like to see what a senior goth looks like. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the senior goth has a top hat, and he's amazing. Yeah, oh, um, oh I'm sure. <laughs> I think actually, you know, artistically, some of them are just really funny. I think the preps are really funny. Uh, I think they're all really funny. The preps are really funny, and the drama geeks. I was a big drama geek in high school, so I had this certain affinity towards them. But um, but the drama geeks put on different shows basically based on what year they are. So they, you know, of course, uh, Julius Caesar has to be one of them because that's the, the one uh, play that was featured in the, in the film. But uh-huh. you know, there's also some Romeo and Juliet, some Hamlet in there. It's really, they just go crazy. Nice. Uh, so in addition to that, we gave everyone a unique freshman outfit to wear on Wednesdays because you know, in Mean Girls, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> so if you play the game on a Wednesday, everyone's going to wear pink instead. Every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, it's just, right. it looks at, your, looks at the current time, goes, oh, Wednesday, time to wear pink. <laughs> you know, when, when, when I first heard that we were going to be able to do this interview... There was a part of me that really wanted to write it off as a joke. <laughs> I am so happy that you guys went 100% with this. Because oh. anything less, you could not have taken this seriously. And this sounds great. I'm so glad you're saying that. Um, because we did. We put we put as much in in every little corner that we could. Because we know that we're big Mean Girls fans. And we know that there are huge, huge Mean Girls fans out there. And we wanted to do this as the game that Mean Girls fans would love. We also wanted to make it a good game. And so we've got a solid tower defense game in there as well. But people who love Mean Girls are going to look at this and start picking up things that are around the corners and go, oh, wait a minute, someone's doing, this is going on. 
um, you know, things like the loading screen. We've even gone and customized the, we, we took what could have been just a boring loading the next level sort of uh, loading screen, but we took that a little bit farther and said, oh my gosh, there's some moments from the movie that we can relive right here on the loading screen that's going to make that loading screen somehow relevant to what you're playing and what you're doing right now. So, I mean, we took it everywhere. <laughs> but I think that's the fun of it. You know, if, if you're going to, if you get this wonderful opportunity to work with something as iconic as Mean Girls, by all means, use as much of it as you can. And, but use it Absolutely, in a way that yeah. makes sense. Whatever you get your hands on, you, gotta, you have to put in there. Exactly. I mean, there were a couple of things where it's like, Ugh, we'd love to put that in, but there's really not a good space for it. Um, and there were things that we did have to, you know, cut back on, but we we ended up coming up with a clever way to get them back in a little bit later on. Anything in particular? So, you know, there are all sorts of little things like uh, Regina's mom's dog is just hysterical in the movie. I mean, appears in two scenes, but is there doing all sorts of weird stuff. Um, we really wanted to to bring the dog in, but it didn't. There wasn't a place where that made sense. But one of the things that we came up with during some of our early alpha testing is we felt that while a lot of the menus and a lot of the, the gameplay itself really did reflect Mean Girls, we felt that there could be a lot more going on. And, there, you know, whenever you play a tower defense game, you always get to those moments where it's like, oh, okay, I've got everything set up. I guess I just kind of need to wait for another three levels so that I can afford the next you know, the next thing that I can buy or the next yeah. upgrade, et cetera. And you kind of play the turn sit- game. Yep. Exactly. So you're just kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs for a little bit. So we filled in those blanks and we put in a trivia element into the game. So as you're playing, different characters are going to pop up and start asking you questions. So Regina will now pop up and go, oh my gosh, I can't find my mom's dog. Where is she? And four different dogs are going to appear scattered around the board. And you need, need to be able to find that one and tap on it so that you get your, your uh, hero p- uh, powered up. So if you're playing as Gretchen, for instance, Gretchen will run over and pick up the dog, and then all of a sudden she's powered up. So we were able to take a lot of the things that we wanted to put in there and work them into trivia questions so that we're always reminding people of these little moments from the movie that may have just been a throwaway line, but still people remember them and people know them. I was, we were showing the game off at PAX and I was, I thought that we had some hard questions in there and I, and we did that on purpose. We put some very easy questions in there and some very hard questions in there. And to be honest, if you go in and you ignore all the questions or you answer every one of them wrong, you can still beat the game. It, it's designed to give people an, a small added boost if you're a fan of the movie. Okay. It's not a penalty of any kind. It's not a penalty. By no means is it a penalty. Um, but we came across some people who knew their Mean Girls, and they knew it hard. Um, so I was impressed. Uh, there were two sisters who came in, and it, if one of them didn't know the answer, the other one did. And they went through, I think they got every question right. Um, there was, we had a group of like eight uh, teenage boys come in who had all just seen the movie and they were clamoring over each other going, no, no, it's this one, it's this one. Um, and it was, it was really a lot of fun to watch them, uh, watch them interact with it and get so excited about it. 
That's that's really awesome. Thank you. Are, are there any uh, questions that have stumped you, or since you come up with them, you okay? That's what I was. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are some that I always I always forget. Like I forget exactly what Janice's bow tie looks like. I'm like, oh wait, did it have polka dots on it? Did it not have polka dots on it? Her her tuxedo was purple, but I think her tie was black. And I wrote the question, so I should know. <laughs> but that's that's the one in particular. Whenever I'm playing the game, it always stumps me. Nice. But you ask me what day it is, I know it is October 3rd. <laughs> that I've got down past. Nice. Uh, now, earlier you mentioned uh, several different modes in the game. Yes. Um, and we already talked about one of them where, you know, the, the path that the plastics are, are taking changes. Uh, what what are some of the other modes, though, that, that you'll be coming across in Mean Girls? So once you defeat a once you beat a level, you then unlock all of the challenge modes for that particular level. Okay. So we've got four challenge modes. The first is social suicide, um, and of course that's exactly why you don't join the mathletes. You can't join the mathletes. It's social suicide. Um, with that, the way the currency that you use in the game is popularity, because everyone knows in high school popularity is a very strong currency, hmm. and you use the currency. You use your popularity to influence the the clicks to come out and fight for you. Um, and you'll, of course, earn more popularity as you start defeating more and more plastics. But in Social Suicide, we're going to give you a set amount of currents of popularity at the beginning of the level, and that's all you get. So you need to plan for all 30, all 30 waves and make sure that you've got people in the right position at the right time because you will not gain any more as you go along. Okay. Um, there's another one called uh, You Can't Sit With Us, where you're only allowed to have so many clicks on the screen at any one time. I can't remember if it's five or six. So it, it encourages you to not only place them very strategically so that you're going to get the most bang for your buck, but also make sure that you're upgrading them constantly and, and making them as powerful as they can be. Um, we've got another one that's called She Doesn't Even Go Here. And every five waves or so, Damien will come out and scream, she doesn't even go here. And one of your clicks will disappear. Oh. So this is a different mode where it encourages you, whereas you can't sit with us, encouraged you to use very few clicks and build them up very strong. This one encourages you to use a lot of clicks because you never know when one's going to run out on you. Mm. Now, is it it gone permanently or does it come back later? Okay. Gone permanently, and you don't even get a popularity refund. <laughs> um, and then the but last that, you could still reuse that click, or is that click no longer available? So oh, okay. It's run out. You could then go and purchase another cheerleader with your popularity and bring it to the exact same spot. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so if the cheerleaders leave, they're not gone from your inventory of of clicks to use. Exactly. Okay. But if you had upgraded them, you're you're bringing out freshman cheerleaders. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. Oh. Yeah, well, there's a, there's an algorithm in there that helps determine what click is going to be uh, dismissed. Okay. So it, it will never be your strongest click. So if you've got oh, okay. one that's really, really well upgraded and one that's a freshman, it's going to be that freshman click. Okay. That's, uh, that's nice of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we tried it the other way where it was just a random click, and it got to be really frustrating for a lot of people. Sure. Oh yeah, because that's always that the, the way that that the 
that random number works, it's always going to be the one you don't want it to be. <laughs> I, am, I am really horrible at rolling dice. Like, yes. It's, it's even, not a skill that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's not always your most powerful click, it's going to feel like it's always your most powerful click. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, especially on levels where you go and control the way that the path runs uh, to the tiara, you control that with where your clicks are placed. Mm-hmm. So by having one of them disappear on you, it actually can affect the path at that yeah, point. Suddenly that path can go from a very nice windy road to a straight line. and Exactly. And all a of problem. a sudden everyone's making this mad dash to the tiara and you're like, stop! <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so so do the modes stack then? Can you kind of, are they... Oh god, like skulls and halo? Oh no, that's... Oh. Is that... <laughs> is that what happens? That's good. Uh, what do you mean by stack? Exactly? So, well, you mentioned, uh, you know, um, Damien coming out and removing one of your clicks uh, in the mode where uh, the you define the path by where you place the clicks. So, yes. those are two different modes. The way modes will stack. Yes. Those okay. Are there but others? The, the challenges won't. Okay. So you can't you can't do it. Be... You can't sit with us, which she doesn't even go here. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the different the different path styles that we have in the game are tied directly to the level. Um, so level six is the first... Levels one through five will play at, with a standard tower defense path. But once you get to level six, we're going to teach you how to move the path using your clicks. And on that level, you're you're allowed to move the path. But uh, you would not be able to go back to levels one through five and play them in that fashion. So each level is designed, from a level design standpoint, to be played in only one with only one style of path. Okay, gotcha. Outside of the main kind of uh, level mode where you're kind of moving in order, um, do you have just kind of like a free play where you could like choose a level, choose a choose a challenge if you want, and then kind of go to town with that? Um, once you've passed the level on easy, you can unlock any of the challenge. All of the challenges are automatically unlocked. For you. Okay, and then it's just a matter of just going through the levels and picking what you want. Exactly. So you okay. can go do that. And then the last challenge that we have also is called The Limit Does Not Exist, which, of course, is the winning answer to the Mathlete State Competition. Um, and on that one, there is no end to the plastics. So you just oh, keep God. playing until you can't play anymore. <laughs> until either you get tired or they beat you. Right, right. Like the Tierra. So eventually they will get there. So the plastics have, <laughs> there's uh, some logic in there that makes the plastics harder with each level. So if a if your baseline plastic had 100 health, let's say, in wave number one, by the time they get to wave number 20, they may have 200 health. Ooh. And so they're going to be a lot, a lot stronger as it moves along. So that makes it much more important for you to make sure that you've got a lot of clicks out there in the right place that are fighting them off. Sure. How, how far have you gotten? How far have I gotten? Mm-hmm. I've gotten up in the high 50s. At that point, they turn into T-1000s and they're just running through you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and also at some point you're like, okay, I think, I think this is good. I think this works great. <laughs> we've, we've run simulations on there where we've just, you know, in, you know, we've done special builds where we're like, okay, I'll, on this build, the jocks are going to be super, super strong. And you could do that and you can just let it sit and run for a long time and we've done things like that to make sure that it goes and plays at 100 levels etc mm-hmm. or at 100 waves okay um, but 
Eventually, yeah. you're so just like, nope, that's limit exists. <laughs> that's I've reached a it. Commitment to do, but it's a fun one. I can imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> um, so I noticed that this one, um, the the at least when I checked the app store, app store uh, Mean Girls was going for uh, like three ninety nine. Um, and it also uh, pointed and said that there were some in-app purchases that you could make. Um, what kind of stuff are you offering, like kind of in an in-game store? So first, the three ninety-nine initial purchase gets you the entire game. That's there fantastic. Are no, there are no timeouts. There are no ads. There's no premium currency in there. There's no energy. Nothing. I can play as much as I want. Exactly. Ground myself in Mean Girls. Fantastic. Yes. yes. And and we've had people do that where it's like, where did the last six hours go? Which <laughs> is. <laughs> I think that's great. I'm glad that they're that they're enjoying that. Um, what we do is each one of your friends, so Katie, uh, Regina, Gretchen, Karen, Damien, Janice, Aaron, and Kevin G, all of the playable characters in there, each one of them costs uh, an in-app purchase to unlock. But we do a League of Legends style thing with them where two or three of them are always available for free every week. Okay. And if there's one that you just wanted permanently, you're just like, okay, I'm just getting this one and we're good. Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Okay. If you're a big fan of Kevin G, then absolutely you can go and buy Kevin G right off the bat and play with him nonstop. Um, but we actually like there being some variety in there because each one of the characters has a different uh, superpower. So Katie will make you gain popularity faster, whereas Kevin G will make you score a lot higher and Janice will do damage directly to the plastics. So everyone's got a slightly different gameplay element to them. Mm -hmm. And so we like, we like changing it up because it forces people to try new things. Um, and when we, were, when we were playing with some folks at PAX, they really liked that as well. It's like, oh, I get to at least try everyone and see what it is, and there's always something that's available. Uh, the other thing that we sell is there is a currency in the game of candy grams, um, but we balance the game so that by the time you hit the uh, level 20 on normal, you will probably have unlocked about 75 to 80% of everything with the candy grams that you've earned there. Um, and we figure that people are going to stumble on a couple of levels and people are going to want to replace some levels. So we've made it very, very accessible to use those candy, gram candy grams as a way to unlock all of the additional clicks. But you don't need to unlock... You know, we've got four different zones in there. You don't need to unlock them. You don't need to invite your friends to unlock them. You just play them. That's. It's sad that that is like a really fantastic selling point, but that is that's awesome. <laughs> it, and you know, it's really weird because we've been talking to people who are fans of the movie, and they go, "Oh my gosh, there's a cost that's associated with this game. It's three ninety nine, or you know, or whatever it is in local currency." And we get some tweets about this every once in a while, um, going, "Oh, I can't believe that they're actually charging that they're charging money for that." I'm like, "Well, we are, but we're look at what you get for your value there." Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot spend... of content you're talking, especially just what we've talked about. Right. I mean, I can only imagine the the manpower you know the, that you guys had to put into just the the fact that every every click has you know four different stages and four different outfits and oh yeah, and that's all art and that's all direction there. So. Absolutely. There are yep. five uh, new comics with new dialogue uh, for all of the characters in there. So we've got 
all of these different elements that are in there and we're not blocking you or gating you from any of that. Mm. So once you once you make your initial purchase, you could play as much as you want, however you want, uh, you know, for as long as you want. It is there. It's it's like owning a game actually. It's weird. What? <laughs> no. I know. Who does, <laughs> does that anymore? Uh, that that is that is really good to hear though. That is that's fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, so the in-app purchases that we put in there, they're really for people who wanted a little something extra, or you know, if you really wanted to jump to the end and say, I want to unlock all of the clicks right now and not go through the progression of that. Mm-hmm. There are ways to skip to the end, basically. Okay. Um, but there's but by no means are any of them required. Gotcha. So now in, in some games, and I, I don't mean I don't want to make this sound like I'm. I'm suggesting that you're doing this. Uh, but in a lot of games, they'll say that, you know, that everything is unlockable. You don't have to, you know, pay to unlock it. But a lot of times, you really have to grind a lot to unlock that content, whereas you could just spend, you know, $2 and, and have it. Um, right. So the way you made it sound is it's it's much more of a, a normal kind of game pace, whereas, you know, you lock unlock about 75% of the stuff uh, just by playing through kind of the, the main arc. Right. If you beat two levels, you can probably unlock a click. Okay. So, you know, depending on... The candy grams are based, that, that you earn are based on a variety of factors, but primarily they're based on your score and they're based on how many p- fragments of the tiara you have left. Hmm. Um. So all of that is going to come together and create some sort of number. Usually it's going to be in the 200s if you win a level. Okay. Um, it can get up into the 300s, certainly, and you can, you can snake by with something in the 100s. But usually it's in the, somewhere in the 200s range. And I think the cheapest click that we have is 300 or 350 um, candy grams, and I think the most expensive one is about 1,000. Okay. So at no point are you going to be looking at it where you know you've unlocked four clicks and you're going to be playing this game for the next month in order to get enough no. candy grams no. to unlock it. If for some reason you run completely out of candy grams, you may have to play a level, play three games to to unlock the next click. Gotcha. Okay. But but we, do, I understand how there are other games out there where it's like you know, technically you don't need to buy anything right. if you've got four weeks to grind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. this is not that kind of experience. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we knew that if people were paying money up front, they didn't want to be blocked by anything else. Um, and we thought about uh, unlocking all of the clicks automatically, but we like that there is some sort of progression and some reason to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that that gives a little bit more exciting, uh, a, a more exciting path. And also it makes it so that we're not throwing all 19 clicks at you all at once. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) Um, So we wanted to make it, you know, give it in a way so that you could kind of pick your path of how you were going to unlock those clicks. So we kept the price really low so that, so that, you know, people did not feel that we were trying to gouge them for a candy gram purchase. If we make zero IAP uh, sales in this entire experience, that's fine with me. Hey, yeah, you you got to make the game that you're passionate about, not the the one that you you know just want to make money off of. Otherwise, right? Yeah, that's and and what we wanted to do is we wanted to make a really solid game 
that also really embraced the Mean Girls experience and the and the whole the concept and the feeling that you get when you watch Mean Girls. Well, it, it sounds like you have done that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're we are really really happy with with what we've created here. We think it's a really a, quite a gem of a product. It sounds like it, and your passion for it absolutely comes through. Thank which, you. Which is super refreshing because I mean, you know, obviously you get it from like the people as far, as long as they're talking about your games, but you seem to have a real love for not only the property and the project, but you know, like the work that your guys put into it. I like the process that we do. I like I liked going through the the motions of creating this game, um, from everything from conceptualizing how it was going to work to working with the different art assets and how did we want the game to look. All of those. All of those elements and making them come together was just so much fun on this project. So I'm I'm really I, I can't say it enough, but I'm really happy with what we've created here. That's that is really awesome. Very refreshing to hear. <laughs> well, Brian, do you have any more questions before we go into no, the No, I'm good. Uh, I think game? we can I think we move right on to the end game. Alrighty. Um so like okay. we said at the beginning, um we, we kind of like to to end this with a little bit of a, a more personalized questionnaire uh, aimed towards you uh, and not so much drama, not Mean Girls, although you can bring them in if you want, that's fine. Um, so here we go. Uh, question number one, who is your fa- your favorite video game protagonist? My favorite video game protagonist? Yeah. It was back when I raided in World of Warcraft and the avatar I created there. Okay. I a, I'm going to go with that. I will accept that. What was what was the name? Siegfried. Yes. Okay. Like little cool. dwarf priest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have a dwarf priest named Colebeard, so we're on the same level. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Flipping the coin. Question number two. Who is your favorite antagonist? I'm going to go to uh, the game that we created, Dragopolis, and the evil drag queen Apocalypse Stick. <laughs> Sold. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. Um, are there any uh, themes or tropes in video games today that you'd like to see kind of like push forward and, and, and kind of carry on? Yes. Um, I really like working with just the, the general and broad concept of diversity in game. Mm-hmm. I like seeing I like seeing more people represented in games and I like creating games that represent more people. Um, and that can really go anywhere and everywhere with with that statement. But I think that you're seeing more people come f- come forward and self-identify as people who play games. And I like I like that. I like that we're seeing uh, more people out there. And as we see more people, we're able to create newer and fresher content and new ideas for those people. You know, ten years ago, we would not have had. Uh, you know, games like Mean Girls, games like, you know, Dragopolis out there with drag queens, etc. And you're not going to, and the same is true with a lot of uh, the mainstream games where you're starting to see more of that come into play. I like that and I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so question four flips that question. Um, is there anything that you'd like to see go away completely? Free to play. Oh, did I say that fast enough? <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, it almost sounded like you knew the question was coming. Like, my God, what happened? <laughs> No, I think that 
there's definitely some good things with that. And, and we do some free-to-play games as well. So just in, in full disclosure there. Um, but I think that it has, while it has certainly made gaming more accessible to some people, I feel that from a, from a studio standpoint, it tends to be a race to the bottom. Um, where you are really looking to get things out quickly and in a way that monetizes strangely. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, like I said, I like to feel like I own something and I like to feel like I own the game that I'm playing and I've got a vested interest in it that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of those, a lot of those free-to-play games with that, that kind of progression hook that they put in them, um, mm-hmm. you feel like if you're not doing it, if you're not working it all the time, that you're missing something until the point where you kind of just stop caring and then exactly. you never go back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like for me, a game like Clash of Clans was fun up until a point. I was like, oh, this is if if I want to do anything more with this, that's that's expensive. Yeah, right. Um, because it's not a one-time purchase. You've got to do it several times. Like, oh, that's going to be that's that's more than I really want to pay for this game. Right. Um, you know, there are some free-to-play mechanics that are that are okay. Um, I mean, certainly things like advertising and removing of ads. I think that that's that's okay. Um, I'm also okay with. Uh, the timers that you see in there um, because for me that makes it seem like a more of an arcade experience where it's like mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to put it put a quarter in it's not my favorite mechanic I don't I certainly don't love it but for some types of games things like that work well or seem to seem to play into it play into it okay um, some other games it seems very forced mm-hmm I like I like when they show up and it's they're not to the point where it feels like it's gating the experience, um, mm-hmm. but it's to the point where it feel it it kind of makes the the short burst play session still feel like I got something accomplished. Right. Yeah. Next question. Okay. Um, you you absolutely sound like you are living the dream right now. Um, but is there is there a secret dream? Is there a dream in the background that if you got the chance you would go for it? Not necessarily to the, you know, to the dumping of this one, but, you know, if it popped up, what would it be? You know, there are definitely some game styles that I would like to work on that are beyond our current capabilities. Um, I, the other thing that I really like about gaming is things that are very social. So where you're playing with other people, um, et cetera. I'd love to do a lot more of that. We're kind of at a point where we can do some of that. Mobile isn't always the best space for that unless you're doing asynchronous gameplay, but I like synchronous gameplay. Mm-hmm. I like where people are playing at the same time on the same thing. So that's something that I would really like to work on. We've certainly sketched out some ideas here. We're like, oh, well, you know, when you know, all of our dreams come true, that will be our next project. <laughs> so we've got some of those sketched out in our little, in our little hope chest that we keep here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything outside of gaming you'd like to try? I wanted. I just love to travel, so as long as I get to travel, I'm good. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Do, well, no, it does. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, but I I enjoy taking a really. I'm good at taking a vacation. It's where my skill. That's my other skill set. Is I can take a vacation like nobody's business. So that is what I would love to spend more time doing. 
that sounds like a joke, but in my experience, that's actually kind of hard. So I admire that. <laughs> to just completely disconnect and say, you know what? I'm on vacation. I'm done. Uh-huh. It's it's a good skill to have, believe me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes sometimes you can't get away from it, but if you can, oh, it's good. <laughs> okay, next question is going to be a little weird. Um, we have a certain appreciation here on the Dark Cast for uh, John Carpenter's Escape from L.A. And really only because of this last question. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Okay. You're not really missing much. Okay. It's, inter- it's a neat movie. If you ever get the chance and you feel like you don't have anything to do with those two hours, you could spend <laughs> them on that and you won't feel too bad. Who's in that? Is, pa- is Patrick Swayze in that? <clears throat> no, it's uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That's yep. who it is. Yes. Patrick Swayze probably no. Kurt Russell. I got. The, I was thinking the. Ha- I I could see the hair in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, at the end of this movie, and it's not really spoiling anything. Um, there's a little like kind of black box system that controls a series of government satellites, and those satellites create an EMP pulse that could wipe electronic stuff all the way you know off the Earth, send us back like a whole revolution thing. Um, Snake character Kurt Russell plays comes into possession of this. You get a memo tonight that says this is going down tomorrow. What game do you play tonight? Ooh, let me see. You know what game I've been playing a lot recently that I would love to just get that one more little uh, jump in there is Sunset Overdrive. Okay. Yeah. I've been playing that and it's been, it's, that's a fun game. I like that one because it's shiny. Shiny is my favorite color. There's so many games that are just gray and brown that I can absolutely get behind shiny. But I, what I love about that game is they, they're they're like, look, this is the concept that we've got. We're just going to go with it. And we're going to, we're going to commit and we're going to commit hard. Mm -hmm. And by golly, they did. Um, And so that's a, that's one that I would probably play, play tonight. Yes. Excellent. I like it. And I will also say that's not a game I'm particularly good at. But <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as you're having fun. I I enjoy it. I I love first person shooters. I am the worst first person shooter player, but I I still enjoy the heck out. Final question: um, When we come to the end of our lives and we uh, we we face Toad at the gates to the Mushroom Kingdom, okay, uh, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? What would I like? Hmm. I hope you packed your toothbrush. <laughs> That's so Egyptian. <laughs> That's a, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's simple. It works. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's it. You passed. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you very thank much you. For, for enduring that. Uh, Jonathan, take us home. Well, Jeff, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us to talk about Mean Girls. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more about the game. Sure. You can go to uh, somuchdrama.com, and we've got a lot of information there on how to download it and more screenshots and videos from the game uh, for you to check out. You can also download it right now on the App Store 
um, and just search for Mean Girls the Game, and it will be right there for you. It is literally the first one. <laughs> it should be. Yes. I don't know. They've got a weird algorithm, so. <laughs> no, I checked it out. It is oh, the good. first one. It's good, <laughs> good. <laughs> and I think, actually, yeah, I just tested it. If you just type in mean, then it auto-completes to Mean Girls, so you're, you, you don't even have to know how to spell both words. Just, just, oh, just okay. mean, and it, it'll just get you there. It. <laughs> and it just thinks of us. That's great. <laughs> well, thanks so much again, and uh, good luck with uh, you know the game just recently launched, uh, kind of going into these first couple of months of that. And uh, good luck with your next project. Thank you so much.